You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I am Jasper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 49 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast, and we are going to discuss which social media networks for writers that we love the most. And this is pretty important because we all live in a digital world, and especially as self-published authors, social media plays, I guess, for better or for worse. (laughs) But it does play a role in expanding your reads. It does. I mean, come on. You know, you and I actually have a confession to make. We've never met Uh in person. So the digital (laughs) world is incredibly powerful. Here we are partnering and teaming up across an entire ocean from each other. And we're building a business and we're helping other writers that some of them, hopefully we do get to meet in person, but the network is really (laughs) online. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I mean, exposure is something every author struggles with. I mean, oh, okay, maybe unless you're like J.K. Rowling or George <laughs> Lucas or some crazy stuff like that. But but otherwise, social media is pretty important. It is. And, uh, by the way, mentioning George Lucas, did you see over the past month how he have been complaining about the direction Disney took with the Star Wars movies? No, I've actually stayed out of that because remember I was moving, so I really right, have yeah. not been paying attention. So no, it's no. been going on. No, but it's just, I don't I don't know how I really feel about this because I, I think I might be a bit off on the number here, but I uh-huh. think George Lucas was paid something like four billion dollars or something <gasps> for the rights to Star Wars. Okay. It, it was like an insane amount of money, and I, I just I don't know. I just feel like a bit. Do you even have a right to complain anymore <laughs> when you took the rights for that much money? I mean, shouldn't you just be off on your private island and keep quiet? I mean, honestly? Probably, but if you still feel in charge of the creed, I mean, it's his baby. But he should have sold the rights for <laughs> No, it. I agree with you. If you're going to be, yeah, if you're going to take something and you got to let it go and just let it go. <sighs> Anyway, that was a bit of a tangent there, but so how have you been, Autumn? (laughs) Oh, it's been good. I've been, like I said, so today makes it a week since um, I moved into this new apartment in Brattleboro, Vermont, and it's been, you know, settling. So it's been really fun to be stationary and not be moving every day. It's been a huge change. I won't say that there's not times I miss it because I haven't lived in town. Um, When I lived in England, I lived in Manchester, UK for nine months once. And then I lived in Virginia and I lived in uh, Blacksburg, Virginia, like right in town, my apartment. Um, It had a huge field out back. And on the other side was literally the main street, um, with all the bars and everything else. So it was like really right in the middle of everything. It's a fantastic place. And so this is sort of, I don't even really have a big yard here. So I watch, you know, one of the main roads is one of the corners of the building. So I can see the main traffic going downtown. And it's hard because I miss the woods. I miss seeing water. I miss seeing the sunset over the lakes and in the woods. That's just, it is definitely where my heart is. 
Mm. But, but don't you have some woods nearby that you can I do. Go to? Yes, I that's one of the neat things I've discovered. There's um Brattleboro is really kind of cool. There is within five minutes I can be walking in a forest and there's about 20 miles of trails, including this huge ski jump that I cannot wait to see people going down this in winter. I've you know, oh. I do know how skiing, I'm not the world's best. I still snow plow a ton. Um I'm not the best at paralleling, but I do ski and then to see this ski jump that's like i mean i like roller coasters but oh this thing is gonna be scary i can't imagine going oh, off this thing God. so no. but behind it there's all these trails so i can be walking in the woods with the dog in five minutes or i can go the other way and i can be walking into town where there's cafes i'm walking distance to the library and i'm so excited i've already stuck my head in there trying to find out if there was any uh, fiction writers groups and ah there sort of is a creative writing workshop but they're on break right now till maybe in the new year and there is another one called right action and they're a little bit older and not that active but talking to the director star which i thought her name was so much fun star and autumn were having a tete-a-tete and she thinks we should start one because there's a little bit of interest and there's other folks so hey if anyone out there listening is in the vermont brattleboro area get in touch with Brooks Library because I think you might be able to meet me in person. We might be doing a writer's group here. So it's exciting. This is, um, I was talking to you before the show, there's something called your first hundred days. It's an old, it was actually a president of the U S came up with this idea, I think. And mm-hmm. when I first started with my old job and was a new manager, I was given this by my supervisor, this idea that your first hundred days, everything's in flux, you know, nothing has become a habit, everything's still new. And this is the time to reach out and network and find new things and, you know, get those new habits started before everything becomes, you know, a routine. So that's what I've been trying to do. I've gone to a meditation class. I found a pottery studio. All this stuff is within walking distance. Uh, the co-op, which is this awesome food co-op, is also within walking distance. I could probably drive faster to a grocery store, but there's something so cool about saying, ah, I'm out of capers and being able to walk downtown and just go pick them up and walk back. Last night we did a beer run um, because we just wanted to go get something. And there's three breweries in town. So it's really kind of exciting. And I sounds like you're really settling in. I think so. And it's only been seven days. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So how's your week been besides uh, you didn't have to go and move like I did? No. Well, uh, yeah, I had my birthday over the weekend. Ah, That's right. So uh, I hear it was a little uh, quiet. Yeah, well, yeah, not, not, we, not, not, no, not, we didn't do anything crazy at all. Uh, actually, I went out, I went out refereeing a match, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, when I came home, I did a bit of chores and whatnot. And, but then, but then, yeah, um, uh, uh, my wife cooked a nice dinner for us, nice. so uh, we had a nice evening time. Uh, so, so that was that was nice. Um, but I also got stuff thrown at me on my birthday. That what? was, uh, yeah, yeah, because. <laughs> Because I was out, uh, I was out refereeing, and I got both a captain's armband thrown at me, and afterwards a soccer boot. <laughs> what? You got a boot thrown at you? How did that yeah, happen? Yeah, <laughs> it was. There was this. Uh, so the the captain on the home team, he he was a bit like uh, he had a lot of temper. Um, so early on the in the match, he got a yellow card for being a bit aggressive. Oh really? Um, and then right. 
right like one minute before the end of the match, a, a fault was actually made against him. So oh. I, I awarded him a free kick. But then, and I don't know what I don't know if if somebody said something to him or if he was just angry bef- because he he was tackled so hard that he got the free kick or something. But he got up and he pushed the opponent really hard in the chest, um, and they started shouting at each other. And there was a lot of like stuff going on there. So I ran over there, and then because he shoved the other guy, I gave him a yellow card for that. Right, <laughs> it means that when you get your second, it becomes red, and which oh. means that you're off. Oh, no. uh, and then he he just I don't know he went completely ballistic, so the, his teammates had to hold him off because he wanted to go and attack me. <laughs> but then his his teammates held held him off. So instead, he just pulled off his armband and then he spooked and threw them at me. <laughs> but it's like wow, <laughs> it's not a good sign if he wanted to attack you. I think he did need a timeout. Yeah, I mean he, he went completely ballistic, uh, but. And the, and the stupid thing was that he was the one who got the free kick. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, oh, I, yeah, there's no explaining that. I wouldn't put that one into a book because I think the cause and effect would be hard to figure out. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a real shame, but sometimes it's just like adults behaving like children, you know, and it's, uh, yeah. What can you do? Right. Exactly. I mean, there's sometimes just no, no reasoning with an adult. No. A week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Um, so I actually was quite, uh, what should I call it, pleased or whatever I should call it. <laughs> I posted one of our teaser posts in the Am Writing Fantasy Facebook group, uh, and and I, it just got a lot of cool comments. So I thought I would read a few of them out loud here because they, I thought it was quite cool. That'd be good. So uh, which post is it? You have to read the post too. Yeah. So the post was, uh, have a character catch a cold or possibly be poisoned <laughs> in the next chapter. Oh, right. I remember that one <laughs> Yeah. And then after that, I basically asked people if they could come up with something funnier that could happen <laughs> to the character. And then I I didn't really expect that many wonderful suggestions and funny replies. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I think people really, they took it really seriously <laughs> and just started typing away. So that was really awesome. So I thought I could just read some of them oh, out yeah. here. Uh, so Kurt was the first one in there. And he basically put like three different suggestions. And the first one was having, have the character catch a cold or possibly a fish. And that sort of made me smile because it was just like this really dry humor. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we also had Jason in there as always saying yes. that uh, he was going to pass on commenting on this one because his next chapter is when the character is giving his quest by the emperor and to sneeze upon the imperial person is death. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so maybe that was yeah. a good idea not to give the character cold. Yeah, I might want to skip on that. One. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it could be sub- trying to suppress a sneeze and oh, the tension. Cool. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and David also said that uh, my main character was poisoned by a sword made from goblin touch steel, and he is suffering from the effects. So his body is. Weeping a deadly pus that turns the skin into a hard crusted scab that spreads oh, when it eats onto fresh skin, and soon he will transform into an ugly creature unrecognizable from his original self. You know that's, that's just so horrible. Nasty. That's fantastic. 
So there, there was a lot more comments than these. So thank you everybody for contributing. Uh, I, I really like that. And uh, uh, there's definitely been a few more. Like I said, I was moving and settling in, so I haven't read all of those. But now I have to go in and check. So that's all in the uh, I'm writing fantasy a group on Facebook. So I'm going to go look. It's funny because I wasn't there earlier um because now when we're recording this it is still november and nano ripemo is in full swing and i've mm-hmm. been just loving you know some of the updates like day seven how you doing and you know, that's already got 22 comments on it and people chiming in about you know how their word count someone who got their seven day streak badge christian christian and so you know congratulations and i just love the support even Melanie, who said she's not doing well, but she had to finish a whole bunch of other stuff. So I just, yeah, it makes me feel good to see everyone chiming in and contributing and supporting each other as we go through NaNoWriMo and, you know, share the experience. And that's always, you know, that's sort of what we're talking about today. So I don't want to jump ahead to (laughs) social media networks, but definitely I love whenever I need some encouragement or just to see good people helping each other out. I love going into the I'm writing fantasy group and yeah, it always cheers me up. Yeah. yeah, I was just about to say also, uh, I think there there is a really good tone in there. You know, people, Mm -hmm. there's no, nobody's nasty to each other. Nobody's any, you know, they're just helpful, nice people. So I really like to see that. And, uh, yeah, of course, if anybody's listening and have not joined the I'm Writing Fantasy <laughs> Facebook group, you just go to the group section and search for I'm Writing Fantasy and you'll you'll be let in. Yeah, and we'd love to have more more great writers there. So it's, it's definitely just a wonderful place to be. And on to today's topic. So in covering social media networks for writers that we love the most, uh, I don't know, maybe we should alternate a bit here, Autumn, so that it's just like not one one of us doing a long monologue and then the other <laughs> one. Maybe we just go back and forth a bit on, on, on sounds, one at a time. That sounds perfect. So do you want to go ahead and get started? I can. Um, Favorite. And I, and I, yeah, and I think maybe um, maybe as as we go through each one, maybe we try to give a bit of reasoning why why we have those on the list. Um, okay. So, but but maybe before I give my first one, I just have an honorable mention that I want <laughs> to share because it's it's not really a social media platform, okay. but so it, it cannot go onto this <laughs> official <laughs> list here. But <laughs> but since it's just an awesome place to pick up new knowledge about writing and marketing and all that, I wanted to mention it, and that is of course podcasts. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. I I guess you and now I'm talking to you, dear listener, already know that since you're listening to this podcast <laughs> as well. But if you do search your podcast app, you you might find be surprised to find a lot of great podcasts about writing and publishing. I, I listen to a lot of them myself, and and there is really lot of good stuff out there that that you can listen to so i just wanted to mention that up front here now uh, before we get started it's always a good suggestion all right so i can start out here um and i i have three platforms in total okay Uh, but then i also have two bonus ones that i can give afterwards (laughs) okay (laughs) well to see how far we get but definitely you you pick your first your top one yeah okay um so the first one on my list here is one that I I do have some issues with it, you know, mm. <laughs> because 
Privacy on the internet is a topic that I'm quite concerned with. Mm-hmm. So perhaps you can almost guess which social media platform I'm about to mention here, Autumn. Oh, I'm trying to decide if it's Facebook or Twitter, knowing you. But with this, with the privacy concerns, I'm going to say Facebook. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's it's Facebook. Uh, so I guess you could say it's the, it's the one that I love to hate, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I think honestly, if we were not running a, an author business uh, here, I p- would not be on Facebook. I, I don't trust Facebook. Sorry, that's that's the truth, <laughs> but I don't. But that said, you know, from a social media platform point of view, Facebook has the largest audience of any of them out there. And not to mention the ability that you get to run Facebook ads with quite good targeting tools. I mean, probably the best targeting tools in the world at the moment. So there's no way around it that it, it's just an absolutely awesome social media tool for authors. Uh, so, and, and of course we just talked about the am writing fantasy Facebook group. I do love that one. So it's not all bad. <laughs> that's true. Um, in our case, of course, that's a group for fellow authors, but there's no reason why you cannot have a group for readers if that's what you want. So absolutely. I think that's, that's my first one. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, I have a love, mostly hate, feeling towards Facebook. I don't know if if I wasn't an author, I don't know if I'd be on it. In fact, I joined mm. just because I became an author. And so yeah, I've always, actually. yeah, <laughs> I've only only ever thought of it. I don't think of it as um, a place I go on to hang out as a person to stay up to date with friends and family. To me, it's like I go on because I'm doing writing stuff and it's just, just another tool as a writer. But I will say that the interaction in the M Writing Fantasy group, that is... It makes me realize that it is an awesome tool when you find a really good group and you get involved and you pay attention. There definitely are some bonuses, I'll admit it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's grudgingly because there's many other things. And again, I don't I don't feed it. I don't put in a lot of love and soul and time into Facebook because I just have some, nah, just makes me feel icky. But <laughs> I do try to stop into the I'm writing fantasy group. So I kind of agree with you there, but I think my top and favorite social media platform for personal and as an author and meeting other authors and meeting readers is actually Instagram. Yeah, I had a feeling that would be on your list. (laughs) I like the picture. So yeah, I I mean, I'm incredibly visual. I have a graphic artist background, so I love seeing pretty pictures. But it's also, it's the hashtags. Um, you're allowed 30 hashtags, which is a lot, but I love how it's sort of like Twitter where you can search by hashtags. Super easy. You can follow hashtags. So, And the um, bookstagram, which is the basically the biggest hashtag for readers. And there's a ton of them, like I'm reading fantasy and fantasy reader, fantasy book series. There's all of these other ones that, you know, you can just target those meet other people. Then there's a whole bunch of author ones like am writing fantasy and fantasy author, fantasy writer, indie writer. So you start targeting those and you meet other writers and there's lots of follow loops, Friday follow loop where you can then meet a whole bunch of other writers, authors, bloggers. They're not, they're not exclusive. They're very inclusive. And they're like, you like books. You're whether you're a writer, whether you're a blogger, a book blogger, it's just fantastic. And then you get to see really pretty pictures of other people's books. And yeah, so definitely been one of my favorites. Yeah. Do do you have a feeling of, uh, I mean, because I think at least, 
a while back at least there was talk about how Instagram might be a bit easier to get into than than the or to get some traction on I should say rather than the other platforms because it is a bit newish I don't even know if we can call it new anymore but but do you have a feeling if that's true or is it easier to get engagement on on Instagram compared to many other places I think so if you reach out and talk to other people they get back to you very quickly Um, I mean, I have over 2,000 followers, which I think I grew my Twitter followers a lot faster than I'm growing my Instagram ones, but they seem very interactive and very talkative. Um, you end up in conversations there very easily. And it's also a younger crowd. where I think the Facebook ones are 40 plus and older more with some younger ones because we feel like we have to be on there because it's so big. Instagram is you know, the JK Rowling's, the 20 somethings, the teenagers, the 30 somethings, they're on Instagram. And so I'm meeting a lot of very young voices and very just excited and dynamic. And I think that's sort of maybe the difference. Mm. Do you think it can be used to generate, you know, sales or to sell books? Is that possible? Do you think? I think or is so. it more like an engagement platform? No, I mean, there's um, obviously your Facebook ads can now be placed on Instagram And I do see those, I do see people, you know, mentioning their free book offers and people share them like hotcakes, you know, they help spread the word really. It reminds me of Twitter and I'm sure we'll get to Twitter, but it reminds me of Twitter <laughs> when, it was, when it was younger. <laughs> but um, when I first joined Twitter, it had this kind of vibe that Instagram has now where it's super helpful super nice people that are really, of course, you still get your creeps and your spammers. You got to watch out for those are everywhere, but <laughs> In general, my experience there has been super positive. And mm. yeah, I think it's a fantastic place. And I do think you can you can definitely hit find readers and you can definitely find book bloggers who want to talk about your book and you can network with people really solidly. And so, yeah, I, I think you probably can sell books, but at the very least you can find the networks to be able to sell more books there. Right, but can you post links with your pictures on, on Instagram? So uh, can you direct people to somewhere else? It helps to have a short link. So you, unless you're paying for an advertisement, it is not a clickable link. So what most people do is they have it in their bio. Like uh, there's something called right, Linktree. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, if you click on my bio Linktree link, it actually then lists four or five different buttons. So I can direct people through that to wherever I want them to go. Okay, cool. Yeah, because basically when I when I run face, our Facebook ads and whatnot, I, I can definitely see if I run them to Instagram, the performance is a lot worse than if I just mm -hmm. run them on Facebook. So that, that was why I was wondering a bit how if efficient you, you view it as an advertising platform. I think as advertising, it might be a waste of money. It is more being on there and being a member of the community. That makes yeah. a big difference. And then organically kind of grow it. Yeah. And get other mm. people to share it and spread the word. All right. Right. Okay, cool. So what's your next one? What's number two? Yeah. So number two on my list is Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I knew one of those two would be your top two. So yeah, I guess this, this is too easy for you to guess these. Well, I've known uh, you for a well, while. Maybe you kind of guess the next one. We'll see. Yeah, But, we'll see. Uh, Yeah, I, I post a lot on Twitter. Uh, mm. I mean, I really a lot. <laughs> and I engage with a lot of people there as well. And, and I, I really like it as a platform. I, I think it, it's, it's, it's an easy way to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take much. And also because of the 
let's say rather short messages or the, the tweets that cannot be too long. I, I kind of like you. You're kind of dipping in and out of conversations here and there. It's it's like a like a cocktail party thing where just going around. <laughs> you're dipping in here and there where you want to, and on on Twitter, it's, that's perfectly fine. You know, you you can as long as you keep on topic, you can you can sort of butt into other people's talk conversations about something and whatnot, and it's it's very informal, and I like that. Um, and I, I have sold some books from being on Twitter, but not a lot. Uh, I, I, and honestly, I don't think it's the best place to connect with readers if, if that's what you're looking to do. But what I will say is that if you're trying to expand your network and, and meet fellow authors, then I think it's excellent. I mean, there is a lot of authors on Twitter and it's quite easy to start some conversations and then of course uh, some of it will develop and and whatnot and you'll talk more and more to the same people over time and i think on that sort of one-to-one conversation basis twitter is probably one of the best platforms out there yeah i think i used to be my favorite used to be my hub just the way instagram's become my hub so from instagram i like feed out to my other feeds because that's usually if you want to get me in person that's where i am but and my twitter feed is languishing because i don't even go in and check it as much as i used to but i that's where i started and i gained a lot of followers pretty quickly and I still, I mean, I know you way outpaced me because you've put a lot of time in there still. Yeah, I, I think I have yeah. 52,000 followers like or that. something like that. And I'm something only like, like I'm somewhere in the 20, 24s or something like that because I just really have not been paying attention. But I do, I remember someone once saying that you will always remember your first thousand followers. And, you know, those were the definitely some of the deepest conversations I had, but they do. I do remember that is when I first started publishing and the authors there were the ones that it made me realize how amazing the author network is, how helpful they are. Um, very little pushback and lots of support. And I know that's yeah. probably still there, but I just don't connect. And I used to love the humor. Oh my gosh. Authors are so snarky in 140 characters and now it's 280 <laughs> characters. But back in the day when it was 140, they cracked me up. The funny things that could come up with in so few characters. And so that was always my favorite, but uh, yeah, the yeah. more recent politicizing and other things, it's been hard for me to sort through. So I've kind of neglected my Twitter feed, but it's nice to know yeah. you say it's still there. No, yeah, but I, I think a lot of it has to do with, with how you use, use Twitter. I mean, for example, I never scroll through my, my main feed because mm-hmm. if I scroll through the main feed, there'll be a ton of different, uh, you know, the political stuff and all the stuff we don't even want to talk about on, on this <laughs> podcast here. But there's going to be a lot of that in, in the main feed of, of Twitter, and, and I never scroll through that. So what I do instead is that... Um, uh, once a week, I go in and I check. Uh, so I use uh, Hootsuite. And mm-hmm. within Hootsuite, I've set up different queues that searches for different words. So, for example, I have one for fantasy maps, for example. I have one for world building. I have one for fantasy books or something like that. I, I don't remember them all, but I probably have like 20 of them. <laughs> and then I look through those and I see and I just find some interesting stuff that I like there. And then I comment on that and 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 you know then the day after somebody will reply and then the conversation goes for a bit there and so it's i really like actioning it like that and and of course it, and then i have you know a system set up so that i'm posting our you know podcast 
episodes on a regular basis goes out without me having to do it manually and, and so forth. So that automi- automation, of course, helps. Uh-huh. And of course, also helps that if you have, well, quite a lot of followers, then you automatically <laughs> get a lot more likes and retweets and whatnot. But, uh, but I would also say, I mean, I don't think it matters too much. I mean, maybe I should start a different place, but a while back, I think a lot of people got really hooked up on how many followers you have on this platform and that mm-hmm. platform. And honestly, I don't think it matters. Uh, I, I don't think it matters if you have 2,000 followers or 52 like like myself or around. I don't even remember the exact number, but around that. I don't think it matters. I, I think all that matters is how you're using it and, and what how you're engaging with people. There. That's, that's all that matters. And you can do that just as fine with a thousand followers that you that you can with fifty two. I mean, I really wouldn't get up hung up on the numbers. Uh, I think that's true. It, it also drives people crazy because yeah. then you're chasing the numbers <laughs> and you're sort of missing the point. That yeah. and it's in the word, right? It's called social media. It's social. It's right there in the word. So you need to be social there. You're not chasing numbers. So I, I think that's I true think with that's, any of the platforms we're mentioning. It's really about forming a network and putting the time in and being there because I know I remember when I was on Twitter and people were complaining about it just everyone on there seemed to be bots um but it's you know when you find a real person and you can actually really talk to them and that is key I think with any platform that it isn't the numbers it is actually putting in the time and finding friends basically it's it's like you know choosing your favorite cafe or your favorite bar you're going there because of the atmosphere because it feels right because it's people you want to talk to and mm. if you're just in there because you want to be looked at or you want other people to you know put you up on the stage and and follow you you're not going to get the same experience no i agree okay do you have one more yeah, well, that's see, that's a tough one because I definitely, like I said, I start with Instagram. It's if I have time because time is so huge, it's where I go. But there are a few other ones. Like I've recently joined uh, writers groups on Mighty Network, so there's a couple on oh, there. Okay. It's a more of a new network. Um, yeah. It's one you got to watch for because you can join for free and join some groups and be able to interact. But then they can have certain areas that you have to pay for. It's one of those ones that has some hidden subscription areas. And so you do have to watch that. And those always kind of irritate me. It's, yeah, you know, I'd, if people want money, I'd rather them be on Patreon and say, hey, support me here than you want access to this, you have to pay for it. It's, yeah, right. I don't know. Not everything, I understand. I mean, heck, we run a business. We know, you know, there's cost to everything, but I like when people are upfront about it. But mm. I will say that there's some great interaction. It sort of reminds me of Instagram where there's, um, you know, you can have the pictures and then you can have a lot more posts and links and those links are alive. So that's, and again, it's I followed a group of authors over there that I already liked. So I already I went with instant friends. <laughs> and it, since it's a smaller community, we can talk a little bit more direct. So that's kind of nice. And I, I've been enjoying that. But if anyone else sort of wants something that's in between Facebook and Instagram and wants more talking, there's look at some of the groups on Mighty Networks. There are some nice ones. And like I said, and just try to find one where you know, it has a vibrant community that doesn't always lurk behind the pay window. 
Mm, yeah, and I think Mighty Network was also the one we were looking at at some point whether or not yeah. we should we should use that. But uh, I think how, how well the Facebook group is going, there's no chance that we're moving away from that. Uh, no, I think we're on the there being, until Facebook dies at this point. But that's okay. It, you know, it's it's grown organically, and you can't argue with yeah. that. No, no, indeed. Okay, that's cool. I, I've never tried uh, Mighty Networks. So, uh, I looked into it a bit when we were considering, but uh, I, so my knowledge of it is is fairly limited. But is it more like is it more like what I said for Twitter that is good for connecting with other authors and, and building that totally. network, or do you think so? You, you, it's not like a place where you can sell books and whatnot. No, it is totally just for networking. I haven't seen anything on there for advertising other than being able to say, "Hey, but if you want more of this, you have to pay to get access to it." So uh, I'm not yeah. I'm not sure how keen I am on that part yeah. though. I, I feel I, a bit like. Eh. <laughs> let's see. That's where I'm at. It's like I really like y'all, but. I don't think I want to pay to be your friend. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> no. I think I'm I'm of the same view as you. I mean, if then put people, you know, direct people to Patreon if they yeah. if they really enjoy what you're doing, then exactly. uh, and then you could really I mean, focus on it too. So I don't know. Yeah, you, you yeah. Mm-hmm. Now on Patreon, you, you you can give them. Of course, you can give them extra content like like we try to do on our Patreon page. But you can also give them special rewards and whatnot, right? And it feels a bit like I don't know. It feels a bit icky to me if you're supposed to pay to be on a, on a social media platform. But okay, on the other hand, to be fair, you could to some degree say the same thing about Facebook because if you post mm-hmm. something, you have to pay Facebook to show it to your followers, right? So yeah. in that way, I guess you can say that's not too different. But No, and I was going to say, and if you're already, it kind of gets you already on that because you're there to talk to people and then you can, if you do go into the special access area, it gives you just like an extension instead of a whole different website. Yeah. But I haven't explored that territory because I just, I just haven't. <laughs> I feel like that's not why I'm there on the social media. I'm just there to network. So I, I, everyone has something to learn, but I just don't feel like paying for it right now. No, no. So I do you want, what's your number three then? You said you had three. I had three and two bonus ones. So oh, my number right. three is YouTube. Oh, really? I yeah. should have guessed that because you have had a YouTube channel for... Yeah, we have had. Three, yeah. <laughs> well, you started before me for two years and then we teamed up for a year and we still keep it going even though it's now mostly this podcast. So that's interesting. Yeah. So what do you like about YouTube as a social networking? No, yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I'm also a bit conflicted with this one. But, <laughs> but I think... I'm coming at this right now from the point of view as an author, of course. Uh-huh. Um, and as you said, you know, we ran a YouTube channel for a while together as well. And then we converted into like a full on podcast like we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And I I very much do not regret that decision one bit. I mean, no, I, I, think, <laughs> I think we did the right thing. <laughs> yes, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, so so the YouTube channel is still alive in the sense that we upload uh, uh, the version of this podcast to the YouTube channel in case some people want to listen on YouTube. So that's absolutely fine. It's not a lot of extra work for us to just to upload that there. So we do that. But that aside, you know, mm-hmm. just because we and I and we were not able to make it work for us does not mean that it's not a very viable platform for authors because I have seen a lot of YouTube channels run by authors who have excellent success with it, who has built a huge audience, 
uh, on YouTube by uploading videos there. And I, I think why I have it on my list here is because I firmly believe in the power of video. And I, I know I've said this to you in our private chats many times as well <laughs> beforehand, you know, that, yeah. but when, when readers can see you on camera, it just builds another level of trust and connection. So and so do you see authors using this as a way of networking with other authors or a way of drawing in readers? What are they? What are the ones you see that are successful? What are they doing? I, I've seen both. Um, I, I, the most of them that I see. So in that sense, you can say that there's a parallel to podcasting here as well. It, it's, okay. it's a lot easier to have a podcast or a YouTube channel that talks about you know, advice for authors. So mm-hmm. like we do here, we are authors talking to other authors about something specific only on how to do um, marketing and selling books and, and all that stuff. That, that's a lot easier because you have a lot of how-to stuff you, that you can mm-hmm. discuss. Whereas as fiction, it becomes a bit more difficult because, okay, what are you supposed to talk about? You know, if you just upload videos uh, about uh, you're talking about a different character or, or whatnot, you know, then for the random viewer who will just come across you in the search mm-hmm. on YouTube, they probably wouldn't engage much because they have no clue who you are anyway, <laughs> so they wouldn't care. But I have seen a few um, where they talk sort of the, about their writing process, but oh. not in the way that they talk about advice for authors but more a bit more angled toward a reader so they just talk about how they write and what they're thinking about and 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 that sort of thing which and and this is probably where the wheel fell off for us (laughs) because you have to be extremely good at creating very very engaging content on video because especially on youtube you know if 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 there's just like 30 seconds where people get bored they click away yeah so it's at least in my view, and maybe some other people will be will find YouTube to be very easy to use. But at least in my view, it's incredibly difficult. <laughs> um, but but if you can make it work, I, I mean, it is one of the biggest search engines in the world. So it is. Yeah, I don't think you can neglect it. Yeah, but. it makes me, you make me want to go back. Like I used to do a lot of blogging and talk, you know, targeting readers and talking about my process and to be it seems almost easier than um, sitting there and typing it all out, but just doing a vlog and putting it on my website. But yeah, I know we've, I've been there with you and there's no way I'm going to be producing something with B roll and special effects. You've got to be a film major. I'm sorry. You're a special yeah, effects it, it's artist. A lot of work. It's mean, it, it a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And, and, and there is, of course, there is also a lot of competition on YouTube. Yes. So it's, it's not easy. Yeah, that's why I thought sure. though, if I linked it with my website and my existing blog, that might be an actually a pretty cool way of getting it going again, because goodness knows I've been neglecting it. <sighs> I've yeah. neglected so much this year, but I will. 2020 is coming up. I will get better. 2019, I can't wait till it's over. Yeah. There's one of the uh, one of the authors uh, on whose uh, email list I am on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes to actually in the emails that he sends out, he sends out a a, a video. Mm-hmm. So uh, not in all of them, but in most of them, he oh. he adds a video where he's talking about something, and that actually, I mean, again, of course, it's a lot more work, but it works pretty well because in the email you you get a video of him talking about something uh, related cool. to that. So, so that's pretty clever, and but again, it's a lot of work. So it is a lot of work. I'll have, to, 
think about that if yeah we'll we'll go back to that one anyway we're on social networks so i think i've got a runner up for my three like two different ones because two ones that i'm engaged with one i used to be really engaged with wattpad it was great i actually have my books and a lot of short stories and stuff posted there and i just haven't been keeping it up but it was so much fun to network with readers i mean a lot of the time you're literally targeting readers some of them might be other authors but Wattpad is all about finding readers. And that is just, it's perfect. And they're younger readers, mostly. I mean, 13 to 20s. That's if that's your target audience, you should be on Wattpad. And if you're an author that's just getting your feet wet, and you want a lot of feedback from like beta readers, uh, Wattpad, it's free, they have some levels now where you can pay for stuff. But it's just dynamic and amazing. And I really, every time I think about it, I'm like, I've got to get back into Wattpad. And it's just, yeah, I need to be focused. I have this goal of getting back into, so like just diving into one or two serious social media networks. And the other one, the one that I've recently actually even took an online training that you targeted um, and you sent to me was Goodreads. Oh, what was that? Oh, Goodreads, yeah. Yeah, okay. you sent me an email that there was this, you know, KDP, because since Amazon owns it, they were having a, like, you know, basically hack Goodreads for authors. And I sat in on that. And it was, there was stuff I did not know, some really cool ways of talking with readers, um, sharing your favorite passages, why you wrote some things, what inspired you, how to make that more of a social media site, not even going into the forums, which... I, I, my husband and I have this argument all the time. I really hate forums. There's no pictures in forums. They're just, they're these like, it's like something they made in the 1980s when people were still typing DOS and using, <laughs> oh, they're horrible. They're so aesthetically displeasing. Yeah, I don't do forums. So the Goodreads forum is like, you know, I go there and I'm like, oh, I just went into the swamp of despair and I don't want to stay here. But there's other parts of Goodreads that are much more interactive and ways of talking to readers and that I wasn't truly using. And so I've told myself I'd go into Goodreads every day and try to do something. And I haven't been, but it's been a busy week. But <laughs> I will get, I do have that goal. And maybe I should put Wattpad on that once I hack Goodreads and get back into it. But definitely if, if Wattpad and Goodreads, if you are looking to target readers, those are my two that say, learn to use those. If you've got questions, um, I'm getting good at one and I used to be pretty awesome at the other one. Awesome enough that people would actually be emailing me asking how I got so many likes and comments on chapters as I released them. So apparently I was doing something right in Wattpad and duh, I left it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, well, it happens. It does. Well, I think you still have your two runners up. So come on. We still have a few. Yeah, I have the final two bonuses here. Yeah. And I put them on bonus list because uh, I'm not using these myself. So I didn't think it was fair uh -huh. to uh, to basically put them on the like official list. Okay. <laughs> but, but as bonuses, I wanted to mention them because I think they are, they are important. Okay. Um, the first one is NaNoWriMo. I've never done NaNoWriMo myself, but I understand that there is a lot of support that you can get there. And I don't know if this is like the old school forum stuff that we just mentioned <laughs> or not, but I understand that there is a lot of engagement between people there. So I think if you're looking for some encouragement and, and want to, to join uh, a lot, and I mean really a lot of other authors in writing yeah. 50,000 words in the month of November, then I think NaNoWriMo might, might be a thing that is worth checking out. 
And don't forget there is now, is the June or July Camp NaNoWriMo. So if you do a summer one, and I think it's a little bit lower pressure. So if the 50,000 words scares you, try Camp One in the summer. And yeah, I've never done it either because I know I can write a book. um, And I know I do not want to put that much pressure on myself because I would take it way too seriously and freak out and be upset and yeah, my whole life would collapse because I have to write so many words a day. So I've never done it, but I it, I love I love the encouragement. I love everyone doing it together, and I kind of feel left out. Like I want to do it one of these days. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and the other bonus that I had, you actually already mentioned. Oh, uh, yeah? it's Goodreads ah. uh, because I think that is also when it, there's a lot of readers on Goodreads, so oh, I think it's yeah. important. Nine uh, billion readers on Goodreads, or not not nine million. Sorry, it is million, just yeah. amazing the amount of readers. Um, yeah, yeah. it's. I'm trying to learn it because seriously, it is an amazing platform if you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing, and and of course, as as we also talked about in a in a previous podcast a while back. I mean, I, I still don't know what it is that Amazon wants to do with Goodreads, but maybe we'll figure that out one day. <laughs> uh, I, I still cannot quite work out if it's just uh, if they're just after the data and and the reader list or what mm. they're after. I'm not quite sure, but it, it is weird how they have not done any updates on on Goodreads or changed anything. And after they purchase it, it's just the same same shitty <laughs> shitty looking <laughs> website. But, it it uh, does need a, a refresh, but yeah. there are some cool trips ticks and trips and dab talk uh, tips and tricks you can do with it that maybe we should talk about one of these days yeah maybe maybe mm. did you have any more on your list or is that it that's it for me i think i, I i'm happy with that that's pretty much the key i think we covered Excellent. So I think just in in rounding off here, I just wanted to add a few last words <laughs> in the sense that uh, I, I want just want to to tell you, dear listener, you know, don't we mentioned a lot of different uh, social media platforms here, but please don't go out and try to be everywhere. Mm. You know, you're gonna kill yourself, and yeah. then just pick one or two social media sites that you already like, and then learn how to master those. And then expand later on as, as, as those become second nature and easy for you to do. So it, it's really not worth killing yourself with stress from trying to be everywhere on every social media platform out there. I mean, yeah. social media is important, but it's not so important that it's going to make or break your writing career as an author. No, not as much as actually not being on social media and writing your book. So don't go crazy and spend all your time on social media. Yep, that's the final words. And next Monday, Autumn and I will be back to discuss the all-important book description, also known as the blurb. <laughs> if you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday. <laughs>